August 30th, 2022. Coming up on the program today, eating flaming hot dusted fairies, plus sucking on mommy's bladed penis. When one of your personalities is a bird that's constantly getting spammed in your mind's chat room. <laughs> what? And the after school Satan Club is back. Oh, mama. It's Sextastic Tuesday. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I'm just horny wild studs from 1888JSUCK. Is that a guy with 10 inches of rock hard meat? What are you waiting for? Uh, I'm a Latino who loves things. I love it when a guy does me from behind. Hey, baby. Oh, I love to party. And I have enough energy to keep you hard all night long. Oh, yeah. If you are a worthless worm looking for a master, well, you found one. Get on your knees, you scum and loser told. I may be young, but I have the sweetest tits you've ever had your mouth on, baby, and I suck like a whore. <laughs> hey, puppy, I know he's watching me stick there, sliding in and out. We'll paddle your pathetic ass until your cock was stiff. Hey, stud, you can give it to me anytime you want. That's right. And maybe, puppy, I've got the most gorgeous set of double D's you've ever laid your eyes on, and I want you you to bend me over, spread me wide, uh, and stick it in. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. I'm sucking dick after dick over here. Do you like racist? Shut your goddamn ass up. Stop racist! Where did I park my car? Oh, no. How dare you? All right, Tim back here with you for a Sideshow exclusive episode. DV got a great one today, as the intro alluded to. Yes, Sextastic Tuesday is back, baby. Yes, everything's ungodly. It's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. I recently found an online community that was chock full of Sextastic Tuesday potential. It's called... Guru Erotica. Have you heard of it? I don't know if I'm late to the party here, or maybe it's just because this type of material only appeals to complete psychopaths. But Guru Erotica is defined as uh, erotica of the horror variety. Just very dark, twisted sex. If someone's not being mutilated, I don't think it can be classified as Guru. Now, when I say horror porn, this isn't like um, a Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, X-rated fanfic. It's got to be much darker and gorier than that. There also tends to be a like fantasy element. I've got a great example, a, a wonderful introduction to Guru Erotica. This is called Spicy Fairy on a Stick. Let's get into it right now. It's sextastic. Jennifer was sitting at her desk, click clacking away at her keyboard, when a fairy wandered out from behind the monitor stand. Hi. No, it wasn't that kind of fairy. It was a fairy like this. Hello. Apparently, in this world, uh, fairies are, are common and they're kind of a nuisance. I'm studying, and I don't have honey. Leave me alone, fairy. 
The fairy stood only a few inches tall, adorned by a green skirt, short even by fairy standards, and a tube top made from a discarded piece of tinfoil. Well, I'm sure you do have some snacks here. I smell something. The fairy noticed where the smell was emanating from and wandered nonchalantly toward the snacks on Jennifer's desk. Curiously looking into the open packet of flaming hot triangular chips, Jennifer flicked the fairy hard on the behind, sending it sprawling forward into the bag. The light was extinguished as Jennifer's hand clamped down on the aperture of the foil bag and began to crunch up the chips and squeeze the fairy inside. The fairy was still alive, but every part of the fairy's body was covered in burning powder, and it filled her lungs, flaming hot dust igniting her insides. Her little coughs were adorable. See? Adorable. I already told you I don't have milk and honey. Leave me alone. Eat your fucking chips, fairy. Pretty picky for a moocher, wouldn't you say? When the bag finally opened and the fairy spilled out onto the desk, there was a loud thump click, and the fairy couldn't move her legs. Thump click, thump click, thump click. The fairy was stuck to the table, spread eagle style, with a metal band on each limb sticking out of the table. Jennifer folded her stapler back up and smiled. Yeah, she stapled the fairy to the desk. A real sadistic bitch, that Jennifer, huh? The fairy thrashed around desperately as Jennifer peeled off her little clothes. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Sextastic Tuesday. Fairy rape. That's what makes it so hot. All right, so Jennifer uh, peeled off the fairy's clothes. Jennifer took a pencil out of the mug on her desk and began poking the mouse-sized girl with the point. She began to press the rough wooden pencil against the fairy's cunt. It took some pressure to get through, but eventually she was pressing through the womb and intestines or whatever fairies have inside. All right, if she's already pushed up into intestines, she's now impaling the fairy. But we're not done yet. When the top of the pencil was under the ribs and the fairy was still screaming, Jennifer had to appreciate the tiny creature's ridiculous durability. She pulled upwards on the pencil, wrenching the creature painfully free of the staples and brought it to her mouth to take a bite. The crunch from the bones, the spice of the flaming hot Dorito powder, and the blood bursting out sharp like a raspberry made a delicious snack for Jennifer. A whole leg and some of the torso in one bite, then the other leg. The fairy's head popped satisfyingly between the tongue and the roof of her mouth, finally seeming to kill the dumb creature. It was delicious. Jenny would have to share the recipe. The end. That, my fine feather freaks, is a great example of Guru Erotica. And now you're in the loop. That's right. You're quickly becoming Guru Erotica experts. Let's delve a bit deeper, though. Here's another story entitled Morning Wood, which features brain fucking, consensual snuff, <laughs> consensual snuff. 
Kill me, please. I say that every morning when I wake up. God damn it, I'm still alive. Someone kill me, please. All right. Uh, Sarah, aged 44, was feeling still a bit sleepy when she slowly woke up to a wet and comfy feeling between her legs. Something was moving, and she took the blanket off to see that Elizabeth, her 19-year-old daughter, was deep-throating her 12-inch cock. There's a lot to unpack there. Sarah has a daughter. Her daughter is sucking mommy's cock. This is the future liberals want. See what happens? It all starts with a goddamn drag queen story time. This is just the natural progression. All right. Uh, well, in this world, Sarah has a cock. I don't know if this is a trans situation or if this is just part of the uh, magical, mystical world that's being built here. I mean, in the last story, fairies were a thing. But why can't women have cocks, right? Good morning, Mom! Elizabeth, honey, what the hell are you doing? Quite obvious, Mom. I'm blowing you till I taste the sweet nectar. That's my baby girl. Why, though? Why now, all of a sudden? Well, a little bird told me you have an amazing cock, Mom, and I wanted to see for myself. I can't figure out why your penis head is so sharp, though. I love Girl Erotica because it's not just like horror, death, and decapitation and stuff. They, they always throw in a little something extra. Keep you on your toes. You never know what's going to happen next. I thought the big twist was mom has a penis. No, no, no. Mom's got a blade for a cock. She's sporting a 12-inch katana. Elizabeth simply resumed her deep throat and was soon rewarded by some grunting from Sarah. Still a bit shocked, but mostly pleased, the Futa simply laid back while enjoying Ofutanari. Cartoon chicks with dicks, right? The Futa simply laid back while enjoying the back and forth of her youngest child. Thank God that's her youngest. Let's just say that I'm well known in the snuff world. That dick helped me to cleanly earfuck any girls that ask for it. Oh, that's the mom talking, explaining why she has a sharp penis. I think I may have missed some of the finer points of Futanari. I'm looking it up here, but it basically says that Futanari is hermaphroditism, just having uh, attributes of both uh, man and woman. Let me reread that line again about uh, about the, the sharp penis that mom has. <laughs> Let's just say I'm well known in the snuff world. I want that put on a t-shirt. How's that for some DV merchandise? Remember for a while, uh, uh, there would be those uh, T-shirts that say, I'm big in Japan. That used to be a phrase people would say, alluding to the fact, you know, you're a big celebrity in Japan. Maybe not here in America, but you're big in Japan. Likewise, in this case, most people don't know who this woman is, but she's huge in the snuff world. All right. She's got a uh, big, sharp penis because let's just say I'm well known in the snuff world. That dick helped me to cleanly earfuck any girls that ask for it. While saying that, she was now the one winking at Elizabeth and also put a wet finger in her daughter's right ear to demonstrate penetration. Yeah, your daughter's not an idiot. She knows what that means. Cock in ear. The young woman was going faster and deeper while also moving her left hand to her damping sex. Does my answer turn you on, honey? Uh-huh. Elizabeth was looking at her mom with big and lusty eyes, pleading her to give more detail. Well, you see, my tool here is bendy. 
but also rigid enough to pierce any eardrums, given enough time. She was now putting her finger deeper in the younger's ear until almost touching the end of the canal. That can't feel good. Uh, it's certainly the most wonderful cherry to pop. Hey, me and the protagonist of this story share a fetish. We both like to render bitches deaf. Now you've learned my dirty secret. I can only get off by making my sexual partners disabled. Physically or mentally. That's why this podcast is so stupid. Just by listening, your IQ drops a few points. And uh, that gets me hard. Just the thought of that gets my dick wet. All right. Uh, where are we at here? After two or three more bobbing up and down, Sarah's daughter let the huge cock slip out of her mouth, taking big breaths with still pre-cum linking her to the tool of death. I guess that just means there's a, a strand of pre-cum from the tip of the dick to her mouth. The very poetic way of putting that. The pre-cum linking her to the tool of death. Uh, sounds hot, Mom, really. But why would they agree to it if it's so painful? Also, wouldn't it kill them in the end? Oh, it most certainly will kill them. But apparently, despite the tremendous pain, it's a hell of an orgasmic way to go. For the most part, the brain doesn't feel anything at all. But for the other part, Sarah guides her pointy cock to her open-again daughter's mouth. It's a weird way of putting that. Ramming her cock balls deep. Let's just say it's like hitting 10 G-spots at the same time. She was now holding Elizabeth's hair while slipping out and straight back in, in a steady and forceful motion. And sweetie, these girls know that I don't just fuck their brains. I make love to their brains. <laughs> Unlike anything you have heard before about ear fucking. What exactly have you heard about ear fucking? Because up until today, I've heard uh, exactly zero things about ear fucking. But okay. There's a lot of misconceptions out there about ear fucking. I'm here to set the record straight. Hi, I'm Futanari ear fucking champion, Sarah McGillis. And in this video, I'm going to share with you the history of ear fucking, ear fucking today, and best ear fucking practices. For the next 30 minutes, open your mind and your ear hole and let my big fat sloppy dick in. I'm sorry. She should really produce some instructional videos about ear fucking. Uh, the mother went on to say, unlike anything you've heard before about ear fucking, it takes a while, almost 20 to 30 minutes to properly pierce the eardrum and then pierce the brain membrane to finally have the chance to dip in the gray matter. Ew. The gurgling and choking sound of Elizabeth can be heard through her mom's explanation, but the most incredible sound was wet and sloppy. It was the pussy she was now furiously fingering. Even though I could fuck a brain faster, I wouldn't do it. I love to take my time. <laughs> and a girl's brain is like no other feeling on a cock. I can still feel the warm and mushy texture parting away on my spear back and forth. There's no better fucking than that for me. And it is highly intimate. <laughs> sure. Since I'm inside their mind in their last moments, I always come in the end while piercing the other ear. Speaking of that, Oh, shit, sweetie. I'm gonna come. Oh, here it goes. She took her daughter's head and bring it, bring it to her pubes while unloading a massive quantity of cums straight in her stomach. Six huge shots later, she was still unloading into the almost full belly now. And you know what? I mostly get young women your age that want the ultimate thrill. Or that I simply find cute and persuade after some wine. 
sorry, I read that so slow. I didn't quite understand that line. A lot of this is poorly written. Uh, it's a Sextastic Tuesday staple. Ding! You'd be surprised how many girls I fucked to death in this house. As a matter of fact, in this very bed. To that, Elizabeth came like she never came before, spraying the bed under with five powerful squirts. She coughs and takes he throat invader out and lick the still drenched cock. Sometimes I let them clean the brains. <laughs> Sometimes I let them clean the brains and come out of my cock if they're still alive in the end. Then I take the other ear or an eye, really, and scrape the brain parts that remain. Oh, shit, Mom, that was hot. You almost convinced me to... Uh... Don't worry, honey. Even though I'm sure that cute ear of yours would be a perfect fit for my cock, I would never force you to do anything you don't want. This bitch is going to get ear fucked. Elizabeth was late for her university class, but Sarah lifted her. In the car, the silence was heavy, and one could say there was a lot of thinking on the daughter's part. Once on campus, she opens the door to leave, and her mom wishes her a great day. Oh, and honey, I know how your school life can be stressful sometimes. If you want someone to clear your head, feel free to visit me. Sarah then winked and drove off. The end. There you go. That is your crash course in Guru Erotica for Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. Sextastic Tuesday, as always, is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. I'm sure they want to distance themselves from this particular episode. Scraping brain matter off of your dick onto an eyeball. That was the, the climax, the crescendo to, the, to that particular story. Make sure to use promo code FREAK at adamandeve.com for 50% off. You get all sort of freebies, free shipping. You know the drill. I gotta be honest with you. I think this may have been my favorite edition of Sextastic Tuesday in a long while. I don't know if it's just because we haven't done one recently, but uh, I think it has more to do with the fact that I'm loving Guru Erotica. Again, there's it, it, all the stories are different. There's all these twists and added little details. Oh, I love it so much. Really going to look into that whole brain fucking thing. I think I can get into that. Uh, a couple real quick pieces of audio, and then we'll move on to the news. It's been a while since we've checked in with people faking mental disorders. This is an amazing phenomenon on TikTok. Today, I have a, uh, a person with DID, right? Dissociate. Uh, everyone has <laughs> everyone has DID. Dissociative identity disorder, multiple personalities, basically. But that's just where this person's problems start. In this clip, Avian is speaking. And just for your reference, Avian's preferred pronouns are it slash they and fey slash feather. That's right. Avian is a bird or at least identifies as a bird. Hello. <laughs> My, 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 my. Avian also has a severe and very fake stutter. See what I mean? The problems are just piling on. My name is Avian and I am an Origins. Origins SMP. Tommy in it, Tommy in it. Some of the worst fake stuttering I've ever heard in my life, by the way. I think I do a pretty good stutterer, by the way. I could give Avian some lessons. I'm a bird that f flies in the sky. See, some of the words... 
<laughs> this is a lesson in stuttering. Some of the words you gotta like stutter hard, like I f f f I f f fly, and then some of the words you just kind of have a, a short trouble with, right? So it's like I f fly in the sky, right? So you see how like I kind of like hesitated on sky there, like I was going to stutter. I thought my stutter was gonna trip me up, but I got through it without stuttering. That's how you do a convincing stutter. This video is uh, two minutes in length, over two minutes, actually. I don't think she says three sentences. Uh, let me fast forward a bit here, because this is really quite annoying. I have tics that make me re repeat words, as we pro pro probably saw, and it's like every other word she's stuttering. That's not how you do. Yes, we stutter. I should just find all of this person's TikTok videos and string them together and play it at the beginning of the show sometime as it as the ultimate test of patience. Some comments like no one is is buying her bullshit. By the way, this person has no idea what a severe stutter is really like. Even though uh, stuttering is front and center in the video, some people just can't get past the feather gender. It's gross seeing people making a mockery of gender identity, one comment reads. This all pisses me the fuck off. So tired of these people faking stutters and not even getting close to real ones. That's what I'm screaming. The other thing I've noticed is that these people who are pretending to have a mental illness only know about things they themselves are experiencing in life, right? They, a lot of these guys are obsessed with anime. So they incorporate anime into their mental illness, either anime characters or anime attributes, scenarios, plot lines. This is a great example. I've got uh, someone here who's going to explain something that uh, they're going through with their mental illness. Oh, Technolate here explaining chat. For starters, chat is an amalgamation. If you think about how a Twitch chat works, it's a lot of different consciousness a lot of different people all in one place all spamming all talking over each other all doing you know chat stuff tommy rambu and i have uh twitch chats in our head so this person's did involves uh, someone named tommy and of course technoblade they have twitch chats running in their brain a ch like a chat room for me personally it's just a constant scroll in the side view Sometimes I'll look up and go, chat, shut up, because they're spamming too much and it gets overwhelming and it makes my brain hurt. Every single time I check out fake disorder cringe, I am presented with something new and stupid. <laughs> chat is able to take over um, and control the body. That usually happens when either an altar is triggered or unable to function properly or in a fragile state where that chat is then able to take over and channel themselves. It's almost like chat is another altar. And true to form, chat tends to be filled with spam. Usually when they take over, um, it's, it's a bunch of spam. And you can actually make them spam by saying things and having them spam. Rambu apparently has a spam block on his chat. I don't know uh, how he uh, got it. Uh, I would love to have one. We have reached... A new and dangerous level of retardation, I must say. There are so many people faking DID and other mental illnesses on TikTok. How are these people actually going to function in society? Like, I can't imagine these people with real jobs. 
You know, I've heard a lot of people freaking out because of that uh, uh, student loan bailout. How are we going to pay for this? I have to pay for your student loans? That's what my tax dollars are going for? That's like a drop in the bucket compared to what it's going to cost to take care of millions of brain-dead, useless TikTokers who are unwilling or unable to function in society. This is going to be a real problem. Mark my words. The uh, last clip I have for you today, thankfully, has nothing to do with fake mental disorders. Uh, This is a real mental disorder. We've got a crazy woman here on the street. She's getting out of her car. Apparently, there is a construction crew and uh, they've closed part of a road down temporarily. They're going to have a police directing traffic, but the police is not on the scene quite yet. And uh, there's like a line of cars just waiting to go. One woman uh, has had enough and she's going to come out and start screaming at the construction crew. Jesus Christ. She could just walk around the gate, but she wants to, you know, she wants the gate open so the cars can can move forward. So she just breaks the gate. Now she's screaming at cars to go and no one's going. They're like, mm, I'm going to sit this one out. We'll see how this plays out before before I drive through. Yep, that's a felony right there. Oh, that's a felony? Yeah. You think I ain't been in prison? Back up. Back Why up. are you holding us like that? Back up. The pilot car's coming. I don't want no problems with I you. I know who's coming, because you're a goddamn cop caller. Think I'm f-ing scared of you? Right, well, you kidding me? Here's the f-ing pilot car. Go ahead. Woo! In the name of Jesus. Back up. These people. She's a God-fearing woman. She's, she's a Christian. These people have been holding us here, because she's... I understand her being upset because she's got somewhere to be, probably to meet her drug dealer. I mean, but what can you do? Sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you just have to sit in traffic for, for a while. Because I'm a drunk and I was a smart and they hold that whole lineup. Yeah. Let us go. All right. Please. She has made her position very clear. I really do hate this trend of people censoring their own videos, like bleeping out words. This is the internet. We've got a woman freaking out, screaming. Let the expletives fly, man. It's this pussification of the internet that is really going to kill it. Ruin everything. I don't want a G-rated or PG-rated internet. I'm looking for at least a hard R. That's the future distorted view daily is fighting for. You keep listening and I will keep it filthy for you, freaks. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist and the fucked up news. Thank you guys so much for being Sideshow Freaks. I could not do the show without you. If you want to upgrade your account to a lifetime one and never worry about recurring charges again, you know what to do. Just email me, show at distortedview.com. Uh, I'll knock $50 off the normal price. Nice little deal for you there. Other ways to continue supporting the show, we do have that Patreon account, patreon.com 
slash distorted view. You can pledge as uh, little as a dollar over there. Thank you so much to all of my patrons. And of course, you sideshow freaks. Like I said, you are the reason this show continues. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, we got one from India here. A man can hold a note. A woman in India cut off her boyfriend's private parts after claiming to have caught him trying to rape her 14-year-old daughter. Let's face it, ladies. Rape? It's your fault. Hmm. It all begins with what you wear. Yeah, someone really should have told the mother that. Stop dressing your 14-year-old so slutty and this wouldn't happen. Uh, The woman, 36, has not been named in reporting. She lived with her boyfriend for two years after separating from an alcoholic husband. Boy, she knows how to pick them, right? She came home after a day working on a farm and said she caught her boyfriend red-handed. Oh, her daughter was on her period. Oh, not that kind of red-handed. Whoops. Sorry. He even attacked... <laughs> awful. He even attacked me while I was trying to save my daughter. So I brought a knife from the kitchen and I chopped off his private parts to teach him a lesson. Uh, That's more than a lesson. That is a life-altering mutilation. And uh, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I have no regrets for what I did. Police in the Mahawaganaj region of Uttar Pradesh, an area east of New Delhi, arrested the boyfriend, 32, on charges of rape under a child sexual abuse law in India. They have those? Thought it was a free-for-all over there. Officers referred him for treatment since they found him in critical condition. Police did not say if the mom would also face charges for her actions, but women in India have on occasion taken similar action when faced with sexual threat or violence in India. The action is called bobatizing. Really? After Lorena Bobbitt, who first made headlines in 1993 for cutting off her husband's genitals. So in India, it's literally called bobatizing because of what happened here in the U.S. Nice. A 47-year-old woman in Mumbai cut off the penis of a man she claimed had stalked her. Okay, now that's a little excessive. Like, I totally get if you find a man raping your daughter, you know, you fly into a rage and you cut off his cock. If some dude is just following you, don't completely neuter him. Give him a chance to explain himself or at least take you out on a date. Uh, He's passionate. All right. Yes, a 47-year-old woman in Mumbai cut off the penis of a man she claimed stalked her and police arrested her and her two accomplices. Oh, this wasn't just some spur of the moment thing. Like, you know, she charged at him as he was stalking her. No, no, she planned it with a couple friends. The friends helped her lure the man into an isolated location. I think we read that story years ago. Uh, It looks like it happened back in 2018. Women have also committed the act when feeling simply wronged by a man. Because women are so emotional. You know how ladies get. By the way, isn't that the uh, accusation that's always flung at dudes? Uh, Your first reaction is always violence. Women are more like dudes than they want to believe. And women know a guy's weak spot. They're cock and balls. Like the case of a woman who last year chopped off her husband's genitals after he told her that he planned to remarry and he refused to change his mind. So, slice, slice, snip, snip, chop, chop. Second story we have for you today. Uh, There was a straight pride event. I can't believe I missed it. (laughs) I believe Jesse Lee Peterson is one of the people behind the straight pride event. Although I don't know if he was there this year. 
He was there back in 2020. Now Jesse Lee is kind of um, in the middle of a gay scandal. Not sure if he would even be welcomed at a straight pride event. We really need to get all the facts about Jesse Lee before we let him back in. An investigation is pending. It's amazing. Beta! Well, this year, the straight pride event was full of big gay drama. One of the articles I read uh, about the event stated that there was only about a dozen straight people at the straight pride event. And when you think about uh, how much of the population is comprised of straight people, it's like, what, 90-some percent? Gays make up less than 10% of the population. You couldn't get more than uh, 12 people to show up at your stupid event. And it wasn't even like in a rural, like Midwest town. It was in California. Still, wherever angry straight people gather, violence is soon to follow. A march celebrating straight pride outside of an abortion clinic in California. I feel like they need to uh, work on their messaging. Pick what you want your protest or march to be about is it about you know is it anti-lgbt stuff or is it anti-abortion stuff that doesn't sound like a fun place to have a march you know have you ever been to a gay pride it's a whole scene in addition to the uh, parade you know there's people on floats and stuff throwing candy and condoms and lube at you it's they're typically like a street fair right there's all sorts of vendors you can get hot dogs and corn dogs and pretzel dogs, and Polish sausages, and frozen bananas, basically all dick-shaped foods. But it's delicious. There's usually like a beer garden and stuff where you can like drink outside. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole, I can't imagine what type of fun activities the straight pride event has, uh, especially when it's outside of an abortion clinic. Although screaming at young, scared, pregnant girls is quite the pastime. I could, I could see myself getting into that. All right. Uh, listen, for whatever reason, they had this event at uh, an abortion cl- clinic. Uh, they apparently clashed with more than 200 pro-LGBTQ and pro-choice counter-protesters. On one hand, it's nice and reassuring to know that there are more uh, pro-LGBTQ and pro-choice people than uh, the, the, the whacked out straight pride people. On the flip side, this is exactly what they wanted. They're trying to get the queers and the abortionists all riled up. They're hoping for violence. And you, you play right into their, their hand here. The National Straight Pride Coalition, I'm a card-carrying member, which organized the event, held for the fourth consecutive year in Modesto on Saturday, described its cause as backing heterosexuality, the natural nuclear family, Western civilization, Caucasians, Christianity, and nationalism. There was only a handful of straight pride demonstrators, but they were joined by members of the far-right group, the Proud Boys. So, like, you know some shit's gonna go down once the Proud Boys are involved. They were outside of a Planned Parenthood building ahead of the rally, and they were met by counter-protesters draped in rainbow flags and waving signs reading, Fascists not welcome here. Police officers separated the rally-goers from the opponents across the street, But then physical conflict ensued when a proud boy, I knew it. I knew the proud boys were going to start some shit, right? Uh, A proud boy attempted to bypass the cops and then counter protesters retaliated by chucking water bottles. That's according to the Modesto Bee. A firecracker reportedly went off, setting fire to a bush near the clinic and filling the scene with smoke. Ooh, a burning bush. How biblical. 
I'm sure the straight pride people were all over that one. If only they understood the concept of symbolism. The Modesto Police Department warned on Facebook at around 11.17 a.m. local time that there was an uh, unlawful assembly of demonstrators along McHenry Avenue and told people to stay clear of the area. Beta And there were some beta males there, Jesse. Police officers in tactical gear arrived to disperse the crowd and clashed with the counter-protesters, firing pepper balls in beanbags. We have two armies to go up against when we stand for our rights. We have to deal with the cops attacking us, and we're able to get a second wave of right-wing extremists, Odette Zapata, a counter-protester said. We're fearful of them attacking us as well. Three people were arrested for failure to disperse, including one counter-protester and two people affiliated with the Straight Pride rally. The demonstration appeared to be over by 1 p.m. That's good. I mean, how much of your day do you really want to waste at a Straight Pride event? You're done by 1 o'clock. You got the rest of the Saturday. It's nice. McHenry Avenue was littered with trash and debris from the clashes earlier in the day. Don't forget about that burnt bush. A straight pride march organized by the same group last year similarly ended in violence. Well, now it's just tradition. At that event, members of the Proud Boys and other supporters of the group once again clashed with counter-protesters outside of the Modesto Planned Parenthood facility on McHenry Avenue after about an hour of mostly avoiding each other. Modesto police and staff of the county sheriff's office were deployed after a fight broke out and someone used bear spray. Two people were arrested on misdemeanor charges. Chiropractor Don Grundman, founder and director of the group, previously told city council members at a meeting ahead of the first straight Pride March back in 2019 that his organization was a totally peaceful, racist group. Even when they come right out and say they're racist, they still somehow lie. Yes, we're racist, but we're a peaceful racist group. That prompted a deafening roar of laughter and jeering from at least one local politician and many audience members. So there you go. Another straight pride march for the books. Final story we have for you today. This one comes from Pennsylvania. Officials at a Pennsylvania school district are allowing the Satanic Temple to host a back to school event at a high school. Hey, if California can host a straight pride event, The Satanic Temple can host a back-to-school event. It's just fair, even Stephen. Administrators with the Northern York County School District are allowing the Satanic Temple to host the event at Northern High School in Dillsburg. The event is a back-to-school night for the after-school Satan Club. (laughs) The group tried to establish an after-school Satan Club at a school within the district last April, but its efforts were denied by the school board at the time. Parents and community members were livid about the proposed group's attempt to enter the school district. I think that shit's hilarious. Jennifer McAllister, a resident of Perry County, said in April that the idea is, quote, crazy. They already took God out of schools. Now they're going to let Satan in. It's just crazy. But the, the, the whole point of the Satan Club is because you're allowed to have religious groups meeting there after school. And so the Satanic Temple was like, well, we're a religious group. We should be allowed in the school. You can't just allow one type of religion. If you, if you, if you allow religion, you got to allow all religious uh, groups. 
These fucking idiots don't get that. Lucian Graves. Oh, good old Lucian. We featured him before on the show. The co-founder of the Satanic Temple said that the group is seeking other religious representation. We don't decry or begrudge anyone having a prayer event or anything like that. It does become a problem, a serious problem, when you allow a back-to-school prayer event, but you don't allow any other religious representation. He added that uh, the parents should look at the event from a First Amendment point of view. We're talking about upholding a fundamental pillar of democracy. A true patriot, that Lucian Graves is. The event is being held just days after a prayer night that is being hosted. I gotta be honest with you, the Satan thing just sounds like a way more fun time, doesn't it? There's gotta be a lot more people that attend, at least out of curiosity, right? All right, the Northern York County School District told the news outlet that it doesn't endorse the activity of outside groups, but says that it allows organizations to rent the facilities. The Satanic Temple has attempted to establish after-school Satan clubs at schools around the country and have an operating religious club on campus. In May, the Satanic Temple attempted to establish a presence at Guilford County Schools in North Carolina, sparking outrage once again. Parents gathered to protest the move. It's kind of a rallying thing to say, we're here in Greensboro, oh, we here in Greensboro does not want this in our schools. Weird way of saying that. That's according to Tempe Moore, an organizer of the protest. This is not a time for good men to do nothing. It's a time to let our voices be heard. A website for the after-school Satan Club states that the group meets at select public schools where good news clubs and other religious clubs meet. It states that the clubs are established at the request of community members who would like to see the program offered. That being said, their goal is not in converting children to Satanism. Trained educators provide activities and learning opportunities, which students are free to engage in, or they may opt to explore other interests. The after-school Satan clubs are needed to provide a contrasting balance to the after-school activities at some schools. You know, the prayer shed. The Jesus-heavy after-school curriculum. Satan wants to be there, too. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Tuesday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All righty. Love to hear from you, freaks. There are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. Do people still email? Are we still doing that? Should I just give out my phone number so you can message me? Who wants to text Timmy Boo? Uh, Along with that, uh, (laughs) you can find me on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and all you know, you know all the ways. It's all over. The information's out there. Come on. Oh, hey, Timmy Boo. It's Great Big Pete. Just thought I'd call to say hi and see how you're doing. Hope all, everything is all good. I've been really liking your podcast lately. Great episodes. Thank you. I'm kind of turned on by you right now. Uh, Why is that? Are you doing something with your voice? I need to see pics, please. Pics and video of you. Great episodes. I just had a question. Just going to start perving on all my listeners. Make them feel uncomfortable until they stop listening to the show. Have you seen my binoculars? Binoculars? I was in your backyard last night, and uh, you know I seem to have misplaced them. Oh. Uh, I can't find them anywhere. What did you see last night? Wait a second. What was I doing last night? Oh, holy shit. Um, so <laughs> you got an eyeful. If you find them, uh, just uh, give me a shout. Let me know uh, that you found them. There's some raw dogging going on. Windows were open, too, so there could be some pictures out there if uh, Great Big Pete was snapping away. Hey, Timmy. Uh, it's Greg from Austin calling just in response to uh, Davide's voicemail from the other day. Uh, he 
said he was interested in meeting some other freaks that live in the Austin area. Yes, it is Austin, Texas. Um, honestly, I'm I'm cool to meet up with somebody. The best way to get in touch with me go is through the Discord. I am in the Discord, and I do go by Greg from Austin. So, all right, Davide, if you're not on the Discord yet, get on there. That's the best way to get in touch yeah, with me. Come Later. on, Davide, what the hell's wrong with you? Get in the Discord, find Greg from Austin, and uh, meet up. Have a few drinks together or something. Very cool. All right, uh, we got one. Let's do one more here. Hey, Tim, Edgelord Trash here, and listen, I know it's a little early in the year, but I gotta ask, when are you opening up the DV store? I bought one of your hats, and it is my absolute favorite hat. That's because I I sell quality goods. But it's gotten torn up because I've taken it on literally every single adventure I've ever been on in the past three years, and it's gone through some shit. So I need to get a new one. So... Listen, just... Yeah, I, I, I kind of talked about this not too long ago. The idea is to open the DV uh, store up a little earlier than normal. Sometimes I uh, I don't get it open until, like, Black Friday, like that weekend, which is a little late. My goal this year is to get it up... Uh, get it up. Uh, beginning of November, maybe even late October. I don't know. I'm going to try my best. I'm working on getting some new designs because, you know, I like to refresh the store. Some returning f- favorites will be back, but we'll have some new stuff, new designs. That's the plan. Uh, it's coming together slowly, but uh, surely. And so, yes, the DV store will be open this year. And again, I, I hope to open it uh, a little sooner than normal. We know. I love you. Please don't make me wait too long. Bye-bye. I will do my very best on that front. Thank you so much for the kind words about the DV store. That's all the time we have on this edition of the program. Why don't you guys email me, show at distortedview.com. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGOD-IS-IT-OGOD. Rape? It's your fault. Spread the distortion, STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. And I will see you back tomorrow for the Wednesday program. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. That beautiful, creamy shit. Oh, yeah. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.